Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. If you have not noticed, I've been fascinated by the greats and the latest greats and all the people who have persevered and overcome and dominated in their lane. I have become extremely inspired and encouraged in all the things by people who have literally taken things that could have buried them and they've actually used that same soil to plant other greatness. I have truly become a student of those that the world calls great. And I realized that, again, with being a student, you get to dissect and see things that may not be apparent to the naked eye. And what I have become to notice is that old cliche thing that has been said when we were younger is actually true. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Oh, the complexities of our mind. If we would just use all of the hemispheres and the quadrants of it all and the medulla oblongata and all the different things that we like, if we truly understood how simplistically complex thinking, logic, emotion, like your brain is way more than you can ever possibly perceive a brain to be. If we truly understood both the secular and the natural and the spiritual application of how you use your mind, it would transform the lives of everyone. I think about the verse in the Bible that talks about the renewing of your mind, that literally God changes people by changing the way that they think, that God changes people by changing their perspective and their lens in life. And I really have just truly become a, not just a student, but just intrigued by the mind. Because we live in a society and a generation that wants to break the generational curses, that wants to go ahead and get all the streams of income and wants to go ahead and do things and accomplish things that the previous generations has not. And we, they want to be the youngest to do it. They want to be the fastest to do it. They have all these different pretty much accolades that they would like to go ahead and conquer. And I think that people are trying to do a new thing with, its, with an old mindset. And clearly, even the Bible says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. When he talks about going ahead and creating new wine skin, he wants you to put new wine into it. And the one thing that keeps coming out, that keeps projecting whenever I'm reading, whenever I'm studying, whatever it is that I'm indulging in, the one thing that keeps popping out is mindset. And more so, those who have been air quotes greats in their particular lane had bold mindsets. Oh, it's a certain kind of mindset you have to have to play through an injury. It's a certain kind of mindset that you have to have to see poverty all around you, but you have its prosperity in you. It's a certain mindset that you have to have when you see no one having a successful marriage, but you crave one. It's a certain mindset you have to have when your mother wasn't the best example, but you crave to be a mom. It's a certain kind of mindset you have to have when you never even left your community, but you have big subdivision dreams in other states. It's a certain kind of mindset you have to have. Where did you get that mindset? Who gave you that where did you get that from? How did you accumulate that if it wasn't in your community? And the thing that I have to just go ahead and settle with is that God just gave certain people bold mindsets. A mindset that will push through what other people perish in. A mindset that will persevere what other people see problems. 
a mindset that will run in a burning building where people are running out of. There is a certain kind of mindset, and I don't think that you can train that. I don't think that you can go ahead and pay for something about that. I just think that if it's in you, it's in you. And if God can grow it out of you or grow it in you, he can do so. But it has to be something that you hone from the inside out. I'm literally just in this season of how do I become set apart to be the unique fingerprint that God allowed me to be on earth, to have this particular social security number, this particular date of birth, this particular God planted me purposely in this particular continuum of life, of time for a reason. How do I make sure that this time frame matters, that my implementation into earth matters? How do I make sure that I'm set apart? And the answer that I felt so lovingly downloaded into my soul was you have to have a bold mindset. That people are looking to be the smartest, people are training to be the fastest, people are lifting to be the strongest, but no one is actually putting in the work to change their mindset. Every human on earth, no matter the stature, no matter the bracket, no tax bracket, no matter the whatever you want to put in tangibly, fill in the blank. The one thing that every human on this earth will go ahead and experience is a level of fear. And the one thing that sets apart those who are introduced to this particular fear is what do you do with it? Does it become your clutch and your reasons as to why you never went as far as you believe you could have gone? Or do you make it a step so that you can continually progress and finally get to the stage? What do you do when things arise in your life and you're like, oh my gosh, I really would have gone further if I had not had that experience. That experience may have delayed you a couple of years. It may have set you back financially. It may have set you back relationally. It may have gone ahead and done some things to your physical body where you're like, you know what? I don't think I can go ahead and continue in that lane. But what if you were just bold enough to believe different than what you were presented with? What if you believed Two surgeries in or not, I still can play this particular athletic sport. Shouts out to Steph Curry. What if you believed, I don't care what family I was born into. I'm not going to continue this poverty lifestyle. Shouts out to Oprah. What if you were crazy enough to believe it does not matter what the stats say, what the black and white lettering on whatever piece of paper say. What if I was bold enough to believe and I still can win with what God gave me? You mean to tell me a barren woman would be believing that God can actually allow for her to have a baby? Yes. Did you not read your Bible? <laughs> I'm sorry, Elizabeth. Okay. You didn't read about her? Oh, okay. Or oh, would you just think that was pastimes and that was something cute to read about that they just went ahead and put in the Bible real quick so that, oh, it will be, you know, a little bit of garnish on the, uh, on the food of the Bible. Like that's what you thought. No, there is, there are things strategically planted around you and placed in front of you, Bible, E all the above, that if you really hone into it, it's supposed to change your mindset. 
It's supposed to look a lot like if God can do it for Elizabeth, he can do it for me. If God heard the prayer of Hannah, he can do it for me. God gave Elizabeth a John and, and God gave Hannah a Samuel. She, he didn't just give them any kind of children. He gave them life-changing, altering Bible children. He gave them children that if not, if they were not born, the, the trajectory of the Bible would have had to be rewritten. Like that's what kind of babies I want to give birth to. I want to give birth to things that God is just not, hey, I heard you. But when he hears me, it's an implant in this earth. You're going to know that I was here because for the rest of my bloodline, whenever you say Samuel, you're going to have to say Hannah. Whenever you say John, you're going to have to remember Elizabeth. And so whenever you say my baby's name, you're going to have to remember me. That's how you're supposed to look at stuff. You're supposed to look at it like, look, Gideon wasn't the one that was the most brave, but you know what? God used him, and so I can go ahead and do some things. If God can use the, the murderer that Moses used to be, then he can use me to free some people. I know that it's some things in my past that looks a little, uh, I don't really want people to read that part of my chapter, but if you're going to be nosy enough to peek in my book, then you're going to have to watch my peek. You're going to have to watch my praise. You're going to have to watch me persevere. You're going to have to watch the ending because if you're here, I might as well give you a show. Can you understand? Every day that I live, every choice that I decide to make alternate to what the comfortable or the uh, I can understand option would have been, every time that I choose, every time that I go ahead and pray my way out of a thing, every time that I believe God for more than what's actually being shown, every time I do that, I am adding on to the chapters of my life and I will dare not leave this earth without writing a bestseller. My life will be a bestseller. My life will change the trajectory of my generation and my bloodline. My children will be blessed because I am their mother. This life will never be the same because I decided to live it boldly. That's a totally different mindset that not a lot of people have. And it's okay because not a lot of people are going to be great. Some people are going to have to just admit, uh, I'm not built for that. And while that may be cool, I'm not cool with settling with anything that was less than what I was supposed to obtain. Yeah, if I was meant to get it, I want it. And I would not be the person that stands in front of that. I'm going to obtain everything, everything. I'm bold enough to believe that God is even going to give me the things that my grandparents, grandparents, grandparents didn't live long enough to receive. I'm going to receive it in this lifetime. I'm going to receive it on this side of life. I'm going to go ahead and put some stuff in motion that my children's children's children will be able to benefit from that. We will no longer perish from a lack of knowledge. We will no longer perish from not being bold enough to get a thing. This time I was born, we're going to live a different bloodline. Do you understand that? Praise God for Jesus, but praise God for putting me in the bloodline too. This is going to be a different life. This is going to be a different life. You got to get that down in your soul where you're like, this is not going to be the same. I'm not, all my Mondays are not going to look the same. All my Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, we're not doing this Monday through Friday. And then, oh, thank God for Friday. And then Saturday and then a little bit of Sunday. And then, oh gosh, here comes Monday again. Life is going to look different. I'm not going to get midway through a year and be like, man, time is flying. But what are you doing with it? Is it flying out of your hands or are you directing the path of the wind? What are you doing with it? Are you literally making sure that it's not just flowing through your hands like sand at a beach? What are you doing with it? Did you start it? 
Whatever the idea was, whatever he put in your heart, did you start it? Are you in the middle of it and you need to pray for a second anointing, a second touch so that you can continue the momentum? Are you so close to finishing it, but it just feels like you're faint hearted and you need to pray again. Whatever it is that you need, the, the goal of the whole entire situation is you start and you finish. Imagine watching a race and all they did was start and stop. You think people want to stay tuned in? You think anybody's going to get a medal? You think the bleachers are going to be filled? Do you think people get to the Olympics like that? So why do you think you can continue to live in that way and be successful? Starting and stopping shouldn't be your parameters. Starting and finishing should be the only option. Period. Is that clear? Like I've really, the thing about life and the thing about being a helper, I'm going to be just super transparent. One of the most frustrating things is I can't want things for people more than what they want for themselves. You know how you can see something in somebody? You're like, yo, you got so much more in you. I wish you would just like, you know, your paintings are beautiful. Your, your, your music is awesome. You, you have a talent. Like, you don't even understand how powerful you are. And you're cheering and pumping them up and they looking like, eh. Why did you put a Dollar Tree type of tag on you and you were supposed to be in someone's museum? Like, if everybody else sees it but you don't, that shouldn't be the problem. Actually, if you really are wise, that should be the initiating steps to you going ahead and changing that mindset. That's literally, you know why I don't believe in that mindset of, oh, people see what I don't see. Because let me explain something to you. Let um, somebody stop you in the street and go, listen, real quick, it looks like you're going that way. I would suggest not. There are three uh, pit bulls and a buffalo mm -hmm, loose. And everybody who goes down there, they seem to get bit. I don't think you should do it. You know how fast you would turn around and find an alternate route to where you were going to go? Because somebody else told you what they saw, even if you didn't see it. So just like you would yield to that type of wisdom because somebody else is telling you something they see that you haven't seen yet. Why don't you do it for your talents? Why don't you do it when people speak positivity into you? Why don't you do that when people are complimenting you? Because you don't see it. Why do you choose to uh, succumb to that when it's for your benefit? Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? You see what I'm saying? Like, I can't subscribe to that. I am the type of grandbaby. I'm not even going to hold you. You can't come to me with a whole bunch of excuses. I'm not your girl. If you're looking for somebody to go ahead and cradle you and comfort you in your excuses, I'm not your girl. But if you're looking for somebody that's like, look, all I got is two fish and five loaves and I believe that I can feed the masses, then you and I are going to touch and agree. We're going to look up at God. We're going to say, hey, the same way you did it for Jesus, the same way you did it for such and such, I believe that you can do that now. You said with two or more gathered, there you are in the midst. And so I am believing that it can still be done. You are the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. You do not change. So I don't believe that that was just done at that particular time. I believe that you are the God of all time. You are outside of time. Actually, you created time. So if you did it that one time, God, you can do it now for us. That, I, at that point, I'm your girl. <laughs> I've already made it very clear. I can't motivate you to do nothing. As a helper... That was one of the hardest things I had to go ahead and just really understand that I got to subscribe to that. I am not going to motivate you to do anything. 
You should really get up and feed your children. You should really get up and go to work. You should really go ahead and do. I cannot motivate you to do what you are supposed to do. There are people who are anointed to do that. I'm not your grandbaby. But I'm the grandbaby that if you like, I'm at work and I'm at my last straw, but I feel like God wants me to go ahead and move mountains here. Oh my gosh, the way that you and I will move mountains with our beliefs, <laughs> the way that we would touch faith and iron sharpens iron, you have no idea. If you tell me that that marriage is anointing, you believe that God wants you to be there and you see the foothold of the enemy, ooh, the way we would pray down and loose and bind some things, you have no idea. I'm your encouraging grandbaby. I'm the one that's going to strengthen you where you're already at and make sure you get to the next step. But what I won't do is try to get you up to even get to the door so we can get to the steps. I'm not your grandbaby. I'm just very clear. And I had to understand the kind of mindset of a person who has to be motivated versus being encouraged. Two different mindsets. But most of all, the one that actually gets the prize is the one that has the bold mindset. Last conversation I spoke to you about David. And most times when you and I have conversations, I go back and I'm like, oh, that was good. Not to be conceited, but you know, listen, I get encouraged too. I'm not even going to hold you. God gave me a gift, but the gift is the gift that keeps on giving. You understand? I encourage you. I come back. I feel full. I'm like, yo, that was, let's do that again. That was fun. You see what I'm saying? And I thought about David and I, and I love to dissect some of the same situations with different perspectives because I feel like I'll always get something new out of it. And when I went back and read this part, I was like, yo, David is showing some I'm inhuman, like, but you are out of this world. The way that he was able to push through and persevere is nothing short of alien. Like nobody does this this way. And so I'm going to go ahead and read. I want to go back to 1 Samuel 17. You know, I read in the NLT version. And I want to start just giving a little backdrop. So I want to start at verse 13. It says, Jesse's three oldest sons, Eliab, Adinadab, and Shemiah, had already joined Saul's army to fight the Philistines. 14. David was the youngest son. David's three oldest brothers stayed with Saul's army. 15. But David went back and forth so he could help his father with the sheep in Bethlehem. 16. For 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion strutted in front of the Israelite army. 17. One day, Jesse said to David, Take this basket of roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers. 18, and give these 10 cuts of cheese to their captain. See how your brothers are getting along and bring back a report on how they are doing. 19, David's brothers were with Saul and the Israelite army at the Valley of Elah fighting against the Philistines. 20, so David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning with the gifts as Jesse had directed him. He arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries. 21. Soon the Israelite and Philistine forces stood facing each other, army against army. 22. David left his things with the keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. 23. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his usual taunt to the army of Israel. 24. 
as soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. 25. Have you seen the giant? The men asked. He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters for a wife, and the man's entire family will be exempt from paying taxes. 26. David asked the soldier standing nearby, What will a man give for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway? That he's allowed to defy the armies of the living God? 27. And these men gave David the same reply. They said, yes, that is a reward for killing him. (sighs) Let me explain something to you. When you jump down to verse 32, the next thing that David has to decide between that last verse, verse 27 and verse 32, the next thing says, don't worry about this Philistine. David told Saul, I'll go fight him. Bruh, let me explain something to you. And let me put this in real time. Imagine someone asking you, hey, can you go ahead and just take this basket of uh, goodies, okay, down to your family, down to your brothers that are fighting. You know, they're in the army and it's a situation. But I know that they're hungry. And we live in a day and time that there's no tech message. There's no email. I can't FaceTime. I can't hologram. I can't do any of the things. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you to go down and make it a two for one. I want you to go down and give them some food. And then I also want you to come back and let me know how the grandbabies are doing because I care about them and I ain't hear about your brother for a minute. Cool. You go down there. And you're like, yay, let me just go real quick, leave the supplies here and go holler at my brothers in them real quick to say, you're like what y'all doing, do the handshake and, um, you know, head back home. But in the midst of you getting ready to go greet, mind you, you are dressed just to go down, deliver, get the information, come back. In the midst of you getting ready to go greet, you are disgustingly aware that there's some disrespect happening in these streets, not only to the people you care about, but to the God you serve. And so you over here, you see the people dressed to actually go fight this Philistine. You see the same armor that went out with shouts and cries and yeah, let's get them. And then as soon as Goliath came out, you saw those same people run back with in fright. They let fear make them double back. And so you hear them over talking like, yeah, you heard what somebody's going to get? Yeah, they said if they're going to you know, get taxes taken away for the whole family, they're going to get somebody for a wife. Da, da, da. And you overhear that. And so you're now like, wait, what you say? Who's going to get what for killing buddy? Okay, cool. <laughs> um, bring, me, bring myself to whomever's in charge. Yo, I'll go kill him. Ma'am, sir, you are dressed for laundry day. Okay, it was supposed to be real fast. You were supposed to do a drive-through situation. You were not dressed to go inside. You got the the bonnet on. Like you are in no shape or form. Like you see what I'm saying? You got a little bit of something on you in case somebody wanted to tussle. You know what I'm saying? You just but you, but not enough that you getting ready to go fight against no army. Like what you doing? And so I guess everybody around you is looking at you like, what you talking about? You getting ready to go? What? Yeah, I don't understand. You're not supposed to. 
See, the problem is that everybody thinks that you're supposed to, um, you know, get ready, stay ready, this kind of thing. You know, if, if you stayed ready, you don't have to get ready. And while that's cute, um, that kind of goes against what we just read because we read that them boys that went out in full army gear shout the, yeah, let's go get them. They were ready, but they were not ready. Yet readiness is not an external situation. Readiness is not an amount of money. Readiness is not your credit score. Readiness is not all of those things all of the times. Sometimes readiness is being bold and saying yes while other people in fear say no. Hmm? Yes, sometimes readiness looks like I know I'm not at that perfect weight, ideal weight yet. I know I don't have that particular savings in the bank yet. I know that, listen, I'm bold enough to believe that, God, I'm going to go ahead and let you know that I plan on going ahead and stopping this particular career path because my passion is leading me that way in about mm, two years. God, I know you said, you know, that whatever the case may be, God, I am believing for you. I know that this is my deck of cards now, but I am believing for something later. And so what I won't do is wait until I have all the aces and all the top cards and you know I get the perfect hand so I can go ahead and play it out sometimes readiness looks like listen with this hand I'm believing that God's going to allow me to win this time it takes a bold mindset to see people running away from the very thing that they were trained for it takes a bold mindset to see that people have fear where you actually are um developing anger because while y'all scared of him i'm angry that he's talking about my god like that while y'all let him do that for 40 days i didn't let this dude do that for 40 minutes like it's an opposite you know what the opposite is you know why we are on different parallels different spectrums of this particular continuum it's because um i have a mindset y'all have a mindset but i have a bold mindset i am bold enough to believe that i'm not gonna let nobody disrespect what i care for what i stand for uh i'd rather stand here and let you know what you won't do then sit here and not ruffle no feathers because of who you are your hierarchy your title your e or the above that's not what we're doing last time i checked i got one god on one throne and that's the only thing that i approach boldly or with a reverent fear and it won't be no human i'm gonna go with that with the person who actually made man the boldness of david was an absolute chin check for me absolute i'm not even gonna hold you I said this the other day and, and it rings true in my heart. I said, a lot of the times people are looking at other people winning. You know how you'll, let's say somebody wanted to go ahead and start a YouTube channel and start singing and you'll tune in, but you'll be like, oh, not that great of a singer. Or if somebody had it in their heart that they wanted to go ahead and start painting and you're like, oh. Not that great of a painter. I mean, the color scheme is dope, but just, it's not giving me the, you know, Michelangelo. It's not coming from that kind of place. And so the thing that I have coined is do not be upset that somebody else is winning with their cardboard because you have set your mind to only win billboard. Meaning you're looking at other people win with way less than what you have. You are going to be in agony watching people win with four quarters and you actually have dollars in your account. There is going to be a point in your life that you are going to have to face you and you're going to have to face the truth of you. 
And the truth of you will always boil down to what kind of mindset did you have in that particular area about that particular thing? Did you not think that you could start that business because of your personal credit? Did you not think you could start that business because, you know, startup prices or whatever? Did you not think that you can start that particular venture because, you know, you don't know a lot about it? Spoiler alert, nine times out of 10, the thing that God is having you start, the thing that God has implemented in your heart, you do not know the ins and outs for. Hmm? And it is going to scare you. I do not see anywhere in the Bible where no one knew how to build arcs, let alone how to go ahead and fashion a whole second world by himself. Hmm? I did not read, even in 1 Samuel 17, that David had hands-on experience with fighting people. Yeah, he fought lions and tigers and bears and oh my, but I don't even see that he fought somebody that was 5'2", let alone a 9-foot Goliath. I do not see, like where do you see in anybody who was great that they have done this before, they have practiced it before, they have some longevity in this area, and that is why obviously they cut in pace and they have success in this area it usually doesn't work like that it usually looks like God wants you to take the particulars that he gave you and he wants you to master a win with what he gave you spoiler alert please stop waiting for everything to be in perfect alignment you waiting for the 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 weather you're waiting for the the person you're waiting for the support system you're waiting for the perfect marriage you're waiting for the perfect subdivision or perfect this and that and third and what you don't understand is that God is not looking for perfection to fulfill your purpose on purpose literally God himself created the whole entire world you can read Genesis for yourself I'm not a gossiping grandbaby it's there He created something under imperfect conditions. The earth was formless and dark. Hmm. Try to create something in that. That's why the first thing he had to do was, bro, I got to turn the lights on. (laughs) I got to put some light to this because I can't create nothing else if I can't see nothing. But having a bold enough mindset to know I already know how I want to map out this particular thing. I want to make man in my image. I want to go ahead and fashion and forge some things in earth. I want to go ahead and produce some stuff. And he created all of that with a bold mindset and executed all of that in a dark, formless, initiating state. But what do you want to do? You want to do billion dollar ideas when you have a million dollars in the account. You want to think about your generation after you already have the kids. You want to think about how to be a good wife way after you're already in the marriage and it's going south. Why don't you go ahead and start being a master of the prerequisite? Start looking at rings and dresses. And while you're doing all that, trying to be a wife, also look at how to communicate and personality traits. And what works for you and what what doesn't? What you need to grow? What's your areas of weakness? What's your strengths? Because every situation is always going to shine a light on the areas you are weakest in. Because nothing is perfect until something is perfected. Nothing is perfect until it is actually put in practice. And the thing about earthly perfection is not that there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. 
earthly perfection just means that it's strong enough to withstand whatever it has to face. So if you ever hear somebody say they have the perfect marriage, they have sustained a marriage that can truly, truly withstand the test of time. You hear somebody say they got the perfect job. They have truly find the centerpiece of something they're good at that is placed to their strengths, that they actually enjoy, and all the things that makes them feel satisfied and content. Yet earthly perfection is not an absence of anything having to be changed or it's just absolutely flawless. It just means that anything can be built on this because the foundation is strong enough. But where do you get to the place that you're able to build like that? It's mindset. How do you get to the place that you see people running away for 40 days and evenings from a Goliath that did not change clothes probably? (laughs) Probably got the same. He probably was a cut and paste on what he was saying. How do you get to a place that you're like, listen, I seen what God did for me as a shepherd. Yeah, I can go ahead and remember the time that the lion did that and then I clubbed it. I can remember the time that I had to rescue sheep from bears. I can remember the time that I was a little bit afraid there, and but I went ahead and exercised that then. And you know what? If God is able to do that for me, then he'll do it for me there. And so at this point, I'm going to take what God did then, and I'm going to bring that same tenacity, that same lesson, that same gym that he downloaded into me. I'm going to take it. I'm going to do it there. There is nothing on this earth that I will be able to face and not remember that God did it before he can do it again. That is a different kind of mindset but most of all that's a bold mindset so my challenge to you is to look at the very thing in your life at this point that you're struggling in and be brave enough to admit my mindset is shaky here I'm dressed apart I got the armor on I'm like yeah I know the battle cry I even know how to get to the battlefield but it's something about staying and sustaining on that battlefield that for whatever the reason even dressed apart I come back in fear I leave in uniform but I come back in fear I leave with great intentions but I come back defeated I leave with hope but I come back hopeless I leave big hearted, but I come back broken hearted. What is it? It's mindset. It's mindset. Adrenaline and determination and willpower can only get you so far. What keeps you there is faith and mindset. That is why the Bible says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Do not conform like this world. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be changed by the renewing of your mind. What was the difference between David and Saul's army? Two extremely different mindsets. That's what I want for you. I feel like I can talk about this for another 50,000 hours. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and just leave you with this. God has something great for you. There is greatness in you. There is greatness in the queue literally waiting for you. God has it already in motion for you to obtain. Please do not let your mindset be the only reason you didn't see it, that you didn't experience it, and that you didn't obtain it. I literally want us all to live a life that's a bestseller. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff that comfort me. Thy rod and thy staff that comfort me. Whatever it is that you need to whisper into your soul so that you can get it to the depths of your emotions, whatever it is that you need to repeat to yourself so that it's ingrained in your mind, whatever it is that you need to do, I need you to understand that you only win with faith and a bold mindset. Faith and a bold mindset was the difference between David defeating Goliath and Saul's army running away from him. Do you understand that? All right. Well, um, I feel like you got what you needed. Mm-hmm. You know what these conversations are, right? They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not the average person is going to have with you, but who? Your favorite homegirl. Listen, all roads lead to greatness. <laughs> all roads lead to greatness, but it starts with how you see it in your mind. I'll let you rest on that, but I'm going to go ahead and talk to you later, okay? I'm going to let you let me go. Mm-hmm. We talk later. All right. Later. Oh, wait, before you go, uh, let me go ahead and just remind you again that you need to be looking at creative to multiply.com. Very much created the number two multiply.com. Oh, and you know, your girl got a Patreon now, right? Mm hmm. When you go to the website, you'll see all of that. So very much go. Okay. Now I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go later. <laughs>